everyone, Shirley here. Welcome to today's discussion on business development insights for small government contractors, specifically how to hire and keep good BD people. I specialize in research, analysis, and strategic planning, but the rubber meets the road in execution. I love the adage, execution eats strategy for breakfast. And the folks in business development and capture are the ones who execute on well-designed plans. And when they do that well, it's magic. Companies explode with profitable growth. To help me discuss the keys to success with finding and keeping good business developers and to share his very relevant and current 35 years of experience in the federal marketplace is my guest today, Dr. Charlie Painter, founder of the nonprofit group Capital Business Development Association. Welcome, Charlie. Thank you, Shirley. It's a pleasure to be with you here today. Well, it's a pleasure to have you. Please tell our audience a little more about yourself and the Capital Business Development Association, commonly referred to as CBDA. Shirley, I've been in the Washington, D.C. area since 1985 as a government employee and as a contractor. Served 18 years as a staff officer at the Central Intelligence Agency and Finished my federal career after several years at the National Reconnaissance Office. After leaving government, I became a federal contractor in 2003, and since that time, I've worked in business development, supporting large, mid-cap, and small businesses. Over the last three years, I've been the Vice President for Business Development at Infinisource Consulting Solutions. We're a rapidly growing 8A, economically disadvantaged woman-owned small business in Reston, Virginia. And we're a professional services firm supporting DOD and federal civilian agencies. The Capital Business Development Association has been somewhat of a surprise. Um, back in June of 2018, I had dinner with four other business developers that I'd known for many years. I'd partnered with them. I'd competed against them and knew all of them very, very well, all of them over 20 years, and I consider each of them a very close friend of mine. Uh, the purpose of our dinner was to explore business opportunities that we could pursue together and, and share business intelligence. We identified several promising opportunities, and, and the dinner went so well that we decided to meet every month. And as the months went by, we all invited other people. And within a few months, we'd outgrown the restaurant. And our growth continued, and we needed to find a, a larger venue. And we settled on the Army-Navy Country Club in Arlington, Virginia, uh, two years ago. And, and since that time, we've grown to more than 1,300 members, both in Washington, D.C. and across the United States. And our members include business development professionals representing all company sizes and socioeconomic categories. It's a great organization, Charlie, and highly beneficial to small businesses especially. So, Charlie, we're going to jump right into one of the most important but frustrating issues for small government contracting firms, and that is finding the right business development professionals. What has been your experience? Really, it's absolutely essential that a company owner find the best business development fit for their company. And what, what do I mean by fit? 
I'm talking about a business developer that has the knowledge, experience, and network base necessary to succeed given the company's clients, capabilities, and past performance. You simply don't want to hire a business developer that's focused for years on, for example, Army logistics and administrative support to bring in cybersecurity work for your IT firm. Chances are it's not going to work. The business developer's knowledge base and network are likely not in alignment. Now, that seems like a no-brainer, but I've seen the pattern repeated over and over again. Another example is business focus. A business developer that has exclusively brought in, for example, tons of Navy work for many years will likely not be as successful bringing in Army work or Marine Corps or Air Force work, for that matter. Navy acquisition, customers, source selection, and influencers don't equate to the same in the Army. Again, that seems simple, but I've seen this misalignment happen many times. So as a small business owner, how do you assess a BD candidate and their fit with your company and your direction? Well, I recommend that you look to verify their win rates and the successful work that they claim they've done and the work that they brought in. Explore their network. Carefully verify their work history and try to verify at least three concrete win examples that are directly attributable to their work and hopefully directly attributable to the type of work that your company is doing. Also consider where the BD is coming from professionally. They may have had great success as a BD or a capture manager working for a large systems integrator, but they may know very little about 8A direct awards or bringing in hub zone work. They may be a specialist in large Alaskan Native Corporation super 8A direct awards, but they may not have any experience in a competitive environment. These are all elements that a small business owner needs to consider. I agree, Charlie. But in addition to verifying past successes and calling references, how can a small business objectively assess candidates' knowledge of the federal marketplace? Surely, it's almost like we need an objective knowledge test that employers can give to candidates that complements the interviewing and reference checking. Charlie, I've been working on exactly that um, out of frustration, (laughs) feedback from my clients uh, on their frustration, and I recently released two tests, one for business development professionals and one for BD managers, specifically for the federal marketplace. These tests can be found at the Scale to Market website. And I did that in response to frustrations voiced by my small clients, Many of them felt like they weren't equipped to determine candidates' knowledge of the FAR, agencies' organizational structures, or the SBA's various certification programs, because they themselves often lacked their information, which is why they wanted to hire someone. So check out the knowledge test on the Scale to Market website. Now, Charlie, sometimes it makes more sense for small businesses to hire BD consultants or contractors rather than hire full-time employees, right? Well, it depends on the company. And I'm only lukewarm to business development consultants for a number of reasons. 
In my experience, BD consultants can be effective in long-range business development, identifying opportunities, qualifying them, tracking them. They can also help in teaming opportunities and subcontract arrangements. I found them to be much less effective in capture management, particularly deep capture. Also, with a part-time consultant, you end up sharing their time with other companies, and in my mind, part-time assets can sometimes produce part-time results. Let's explore this a little, Charlie. How do you distinguish business development from capture? Surely, business development involves long-range opportunity identification, qualifying those opportunities, and tracking them. It's all about intelligence gathering and building relationships. It's basically what I would call relationship marketing, getting smart about the customer and the opportunity. And as we say in BD, it's all about who you know. Capture, on the other hand, involves maximizing the probability of winning by leveraging resources, figuring what to offer, and creating strategies to win. In my experience, capture is much more difficult and time-consuming. Effective capture requires knowledge and skills across a variety of areas. For example, marketing, corporate strategy, proposal development, pricing, contracts, project management, human resources, and I can tell you social engineering skills are extremely important. Capture in many ways is the most difficult job in any company, and very few in business development, in my experience, have the experience to consistently perform effective capture, and consultants generally lack the knowledge and familiarity with the company they're supporting to do so effectively. So effective capture takes a tremendous amount of time, tremendous amount of effort. Some would argue that the skill sets needed to be an effective business developer and an effective capture manager are completely different. And in many large systems integrators, business developers and capture managers are separate positions entirely. However, in small businesses and mid-cap companies, BD professionals are expected to perform both jobs and perform them well. Yes, they are. It is one of the most demanding and in-demand jobs in the federal marketplace. So how should contractors evaluate whether to outsource or to hire staff? I think small businesses need to be realistic about what they're likely to get from a BD consultant and how much an in-house BD asset will likely cost and balance this against what they're likely to win. In the case of an in-house BD asset, it is generally accepted that from new opportunity identification to qualifying to developing or exploiting the relationships to shape the opportunity to teaming to performing capture to developing the strategy and approach to win, the, the average time is about 12 to 18 months to bring in a new opportunity. Charlie, for small businesses, 12 to 18 months is a long time to wait for results. How can small contractors ensure their BD folks are on the right path to produce a win in 12 to 18 months? Small businesses need to establish with a new business developer an agreed-upon BD plan that should reflect the company's limitations and trends, such as their socioeconomic, 
realities, their past performance, their recruiting assets, the availability of subject matter expertise and proposal resources. The BD plan should include agreed-upon milestones that are periodically checked. And I've seen many talented BDs brought into small companies as rainmakers who left after a few months because the ownership's expectations were simply unrealistic. That's exactly why I do what I do. The owners of small businesses need to be savvy about federal business development management. They need a strategic BD plan that spells out the company's true differentiators and revenue goals, then identifies agencies, contract vehicles, opportunities, potential teaming partners, and most importantly, strategies for growth. This gives the BD team a roadmap for success. We call it a playbook. Good BD professionals and managers love it. Everyone is operating from the same plan. This is absolutely essential as it sets up both the new BD and the company for success. Let's assume that the business has a good growth plan. How can a small business owner then empower their business development personnel? First of all, look at BD tools as a means to an end and not ends in themselves. Don't demand that your BD become a slave to servicing your pipeline. A friend of mine recounts a story in which he worked for a small business where the ownership required BD pipeline review meetings twice a week. And when asked by the owner why despite an overflowing list of opportunities and a beautiful set of briefing slides, the company wasn't winning any work. And the BD told his owner, because I spent all my time briefing you. Small business owners can sometimes be their own worst enemy when it comes to business development. In my experience, Charlie, this happens when there's not a clear plan with clear expectations. The owners don't know what to expect, so they're nervous, demanding minute details from their BD person. And the business developer doesn't understand why the owner needs so much information. But with clearly defined and agreed upon goals, a well-designed CRM can be very valuable for all parties. This is absolutely true. Clearly defined goals and plans, along with open and honest communication, are keys to success. So let's talk about COVID. (laughs) How has GovCon business development changed in our pandemic world? Well... The ability to meet with government procurement officials or customers changed a great deal. Since March of 2020, the traditional meet-the-customer strategy to shape opportunities has really been virtually impossible. Things have eased up of late um, in the COVID realm, but most government offices are still closed and government personnel are still working from home. BDs have become much more reliant on virtual platforms, phone contact, and email contact. Unfortunately, government contracting officers aren't known to frequently answer the phone or return calls or emails. That said, I found that a lot of this has changed with COVID, and during the last 20 months, I've had some of the most meaningful calls I've ever had with contracting officers. When COVID was at its height, seemed like all of them were answering calls 
and were willing to talk. I think they were all bored sitting at home and looking for someone to talk to other than their spouse and their kids. In some <laughs> cases, I couldn't get them off the phone. <laughs> so, uh, Charlie, what about conferences, trade shows, and industry days? How could these be used to connect with government decision makers and influencers? You know, over the years, my experience with these hasn't been really great. I found them to be most useful in meeting other companies and potentially identifying teaming partners. I found that the government attendees at these events, with the exception of the speakers, are oftentimes relatively junior and not really in a position to influence events. They'll swap business cards with you, invite you to send them an email, but when you do, I I rarely get a response. Often they just refer you to the agency's small business office. At some events, the organizers advertise speed dating sessions with large systems integrators or government agencies where small businesses go around from table to table providing their five-minute elevator pitches. These have never been helpful for me, and and maybe others have had other success, but um, they just haven't borne a lot of uh, fruit for me. I agree, Charlie. They can be a total waste of time. It can be so frustrating. The only exception is at industry days that are sponsored by the agencies. They are usually targeted towards specific programs and procurements and can be a good way to connect with teaming partners as well as note who the decision makers are at the agency, which, of course, they change frequently, as you know. Decision makers do change very quickly. You're right. Industry days can be very valuable in identifying new teaming parts. How can small contractors connect with other companies that are already doing business with agencies in which they have an interest? Given the lack of direct access to government customers and facilities during the pandemic, I found an effective fallback way to get useful business development capture information is to work through other companies that have knowledge of the customer or the programs you're interested in. You need to work through companies that are there now and know the customer. That's one way that CBDA membership has been very useful to many companies through the use of the association as a crowdsourcing tool. Explain what the CBDA crowdsource is. Well, as everybody knows, crowdsourcing is the practice of obtaining information by enlisting the help of a large number of people via the Internet. Using our email list, CBDA members can reach out to more than 1,300 other members to collect desired information. And For example, a company might be looking for a hub zone teammate based in Huntsville, Alabama that is currently doing work for the Marshall Space Flight Center in the area of, let's say, records management. Requests like this usually get three or four responses in just a couple of hours. Another Real-world example I can give you includes a BD that I know that was looking for contact information for the IBM lead supporting ARC Cyber at Fort Belvoir. The BD needed this information for a pipeline briefing to his management in, in less than 30 minutes. And within 10 minutes, using this technique, the BD had a name, email address, and two telephone numbers for this individual. It's really a powerful tool. It, it really is, and I have used it myself, so I can attest to that. 
What are other ways that small contractors can tune into the strategies, budgets, requirements, and future procurements of their target agencies? Boy, there, there's a lot of information out there at little or no cost. Um, an old standby for, for free information is beta.sam. As we all know, it replaced FedBizOps back in 2019. It, it's got a number of different search capabilities that allows you to search for procurements and information. Uh, another source is GovShop. That is a market research platform that provides information on open government opportunities. Uh, another excellent way to collect business intelligence is to network with other small businesses individually and through groups like CBDA. They're looking for information, too, and they'll be glad to share information with you. Marketing your business to larger companies who are potential primes is another great source of information. Finally, SBA Subnet is an excellent platform to obtain information on subcontracting opportunities, upcoming solicitations, and government outreach events. I love these free resources that are out there also, but they're scattered. What are some of the business development tools that are available in the federal marketplace uh, that you can buy, and which ones do you recommend? Surely, I can speak to the tools that I use, and there are many others, but these tools work very well for me. From a long-range business development perspective, to identify and qualify opportunities GovWin is a tool of choice, along with Tom Johnson's Set Aside Alert and Glenn Robinson's Deep Dive series. Each plays a role in understanding government buying trends, identifying, potentially qualifying, and tracking opportunities. From a capture management perspective, GovWin continues to play a role, but I also use LinkedIn for business intelligence collection, on Frontiers for finding hard-to-locate subject matter expert support, and Tom Johnson's BC2 Match to assist in finding team partners. You might be surprised that I don't use government forecast reports very often. I find them to be hit or miss, and they often provide only skeletal information, and the data frequently changes. I found that government forecast reports don't age very well. You're right about that, Charlie. However, I do recommend to my clients that they review the procurement forecast, usually when they first come out between November and February, to get a feel for how they plan to, how these agencies plan to spend their budgets for the current fiscal year. Sometimes you can glean information about new procurements, new requirements that at least give you a topic of conversation to pursue with the agency and your teaming partners. And in some industries like engineering and construction, these procurement forecasts are not as vague or as volatile as they are in IT. Charlie, we need to take a break. I'm talking to Dr. Charlie Painter, founder and president of the nonprofit Capital Business Development Association, about how to hire, organize, and motivate a federal BD team. When we come back, we'll talk about aligning BD folks with proposal resources. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This Growth Masters Federal presentation is hosted by Shirley Collier, president and founder of Scale to Market. Scale to Market helps businesses think, plan, collaborate, and build market value 
by developing and executing customized, data-driven business development playbooks, building efficient information systems, and creating high-performing BD teams. Utilizing the proprietary Davy Business Development Growth Framework, Scale to Market partners with business owners and executives to increase their company's value by achieving profitable and sustainable growth in the federal marketplace. Email Shirley at scollier at scaletomarket.com to learn more about the Davy Growth Framework and how it can be instrumental in helping grow your federal contracting business. Back now to Shirley's conversation with Dr. Charlie Painter, founder and president of the Capital Business Development Association and VP of Business Development for Infinisource Consulting Solutions as they discuss the keys to developing a successful BD team. Welcome back. Before the break, we were discussing business development tools and procurement forecasts. I want to turn our attention now to the relationship between business development and proposal management. Charlie, what are the keys to success in this critical relationship? Surely, in any small business, the relationship between business development and proposal management is the most important in the company. Proposal management is the implementation and oversight of the process of winning work by producing a written document. The quality of that written document or proposal is directly related to the quality of the capture performed. And as a result of this, there's a natural tension between BD and proposals. Despite this tension to be successful, the proposal manager and capture manager has to form and maintain close relationships with proposals. Over the years, I've worked as a proposal manager, and I've written a lot of proposals. So as a result of this, i felt the tension on both sides, and it's given me a keen understanding of the dynamics involved. The keys to success include accept that business development and proposal management are parts of the same process. Three important elements include communication, cooperation, and collaboration between capture management and the proposal team. You need to bring proposal management into the capture as early as possible. Establish early what your proposal team needs to succeed. Build your capture around those needs. And then finally, be bold and innovative in your capture. Look for incumbent capture techniques finding subject matter expertise to support your proposal activity. What are some of the mistakes that you have observed? You know, the recurrent mistakes that I've observed over the years are opportunities are pushed to proposals without full capture development. Proposal management has to fill voids that go well beyond proposal management and what they should be doing. Or the proposal managers fail to define what information is needed from BD and Capture. And essentially what they do is they set themselves up as document producers and not winners. How do you recommend companies avoid these mistakes? Well, to avoid these mistakes, the companies need to recognize and understand what these mistakes actually are. One of the most valuable sources of information is the loss debriefing that every company should request when they're not successful 
in one of their proposals. It's important to use these debriefings to identify loss patterns over time. What are the recurrent reasons that your proposals are falling short? Most small businesses don't consider this over time. These loss patterns often point to capture weaknesses that are at the root of the proposal shortfalls. Now, over time, companies should identify the top five points of failure in their proposals, and this often reflects on BD and capture shortfalls, and these often include things like pricing, failure to understand the customer's needs and processes, weak technical solutioning, lack of quality recruiting or a lack of uh, recruiting resources, and finally, inadequate or poorly presented past performance from a standpoint of size, scope, and complexity. In the end, BDN proposals have to dance well together. Capture has to rely on help from proposal management to reliably get the right information and develop the right solutions. The proposal manager must communicate to capture management what they need to go beyond simple compliance. I agree, Charlie. Identifying those roles and responsibilities and holding all parties accountable for success is critical. We've talked about many things both organizations and their BD staff can do to be successful. Lastly, let's talk about the traits that separate good BD folks from those who struggle. How would you characterize those traits? The very best business developers and capture managers that I've seen fully understand their environment as a whole and the pain points of the customer. They do their homework. Equally important, they understand the capabilities and qualifications of their company. They understand where the company aligns in the federal marketplace, and they don't pursue work that's outside that alignment. They're highly selective as to which opportunities that they pursue, and they're not afraid to pull the plug on a capture when adequate progress can't be made to give their proposal team what they need to win. Now, there are a number of personality traits and work habits that I've seen over the years in successful business developers and and capture managers as well. They tend to be self-driven individuals, and they operate with a sense of urgency and accountability. They're great organizers and consistently manage their time efficiently. They can triage tasks and prioritize effectively. All of them are voracious consumers of information. They're knowledgeable of their industry, and they're up-to-date on industry news. They're masters of detail and are creative thinkers and problem solvers. And last of all, they're self-assured and comfortable in their own skin. Business developers and capture managers are a special breed. There are not a lot of really good ones out there. Those in the profession have to deal with a high-pressure environment, many factors outside of their control, and, and only fleeting success. It's not a profession for everybody, but for those of us who live it, we love it. would do nothing else. And Charlie, I would add another trait that I have observed in successful business developers. They are team players. They understand that their success many times depends upon collaborating with other employees, suppliers, and partners to win large, profitable contracts. Absolutely. You have to win as a team. Charlie, thank you so much for sharing your insights with our audience today. It's been my pleasure, Cheryl. 
Folks, if you would like to get in touch with Charlie, he can be reached at charles.painter at icsfederal.com, or you can reach out to us here at Skelta Market, and we'll make sure you're connected. This is Shirley Collier, president of Skelta Market and host of the Growth Masters Federal Podcast, signing off for now. As we close, I want to thank you for joining us today and encourage you to connect with me on LinkedIn and visit our website, that's skeletomarket.com, with the number two in the middle, where you will find our library of podcasts, webcasts, white papers, my blog, and other links and resources. While there, please leave us a comment or suggestion so we can stay focused on what's important to you. We'll see you next time.